Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Like You Show. I am your host, Alexis Christine, and I am a spiritual mindset coach and Reiki master, helping women break through their limiting beliefs, rewire their brain, and manifest the life of their dreams. Just Like You is a podcast for all of the divine souls looking for guidance on their healing and ascension journey. We explore the depths of the universe, hold space for vulnerable conversations about spirituality and self-development, delve into the esoteric things like how to manifest, star seeds, the astral realm, and shed light on taboo topics such as plant medicine and so, so much more. I am honored that you are here to take this journey with me. I want everyone listening to be able to leave each episode feeling inspired and having learned something tangible to take away into their day-to-day life. If you feel called to work with me or explore this work deeper, please reach out at imalexischristine.com or you can DM me on Instagram at iam.alexischristine. Hello, hello, my beautiful divine souls, and welcome back to another episode of Just Like You. I'm your host, Alexis Christine, and today we are diving into one of the questions that I get asked most in my coaching with my clients, and it is, how do I fully connect and align with myself? And the reason why I get this question so much is because when we're doing the work of healing our shadow, healing our inner child, learning to accept ourselves and removing all of the societal conditioning, it means that we need to figure out who we actually are. And a lot of times, because we're told what to do, what to like, what to eat by everything in society and in the media and in the world, and basically even the governments dictating what we eat with the food pyramids and all those types of things, it's hard to really understand and remember and figure out what it is that we like on our own who we are on our own without all of the influences. And a lot of people don't know how to figure that out anymore because we've never been taught it. It's something that's been so hidden from us. So that is what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to give you guys three very, very tangible tips to learn how to figure out who you are so that you can align with yourself. And the reason that this is so important is because you need to get to know you. It is the single most important thing you can do on your journey of healing and self-discovery and rebuilding your self-worth. We're so conditioned by the media, by schools, by social standards, by our peers. We really have no idea what our own opinions are anymore or who we are. There's so much pressure to settle down, to have kids, to start a family, to climb the corporate ladder and get to the top of your job. Like, is that even something that you want? Or is it something that society has told you is deemed as successful? So that's why you're trying to get there. There's so many things that we're working towards and we're striving towards that we think are going to bring us happiness. But because it's society that has told us that's what success is or that's what happiness is, once we get there, we're still hollow inside. We still aren't happy and we can't figure out why. So this is why learning who you are and reconnecting back to yourself is the single most important thing you can do. Okay, so the very first thing that I mentioned, I'll be giving three. So this is number one, reconnect to your inner child. And I know that this comes up a lot. It's a buzzword at the moment. Do your inner child healing, connect with your inner child, blah, blah, blah. But it really is so important because as a kid, we are not yet conditioned. We are learning the conditionings. It's being put on us, but more often than not, we are literally ourselves. We are so authentic to who we are. And that's why you see so many kids just doing the wildest things and being quote unquote weird and 
you know, having interests and other things that adults, I want to say adults, aren't really into because we're, as we are raised, we're conditioned out of it. So when you reconnect back to your inner child, you can get a lot better understanding of who you are and what your interests are. So the way to do this is grab a journal and think about everything you liked to do as a kid. And I don't just mean like hobbies or activities. Yeah, great. That's part of it. But think about who you liked to play with as your friends and what got what games you played with them. What did you actually enjoy? What books did you like reading? What did you find interesting to learn about? Did you love going to the science center or the aquarium? Why? Was it because of the animals? Was was it because you were learning? Was it because you had a hands-on experience with something and it wasn't so much about the topic? Really dig in to what you did as a kid, why you liked it, what was your favorite music? Yeah, I know there's going to be like the kid artists like Fred Penner and stuff, but there's other things. If you liked music, when did you like music? Did you love dancing and expressing yourself in that way? Did you love listening to music when you were just laying in bed before you went to sleep? Was it calming for you? There's so many different things we can find in our childhood that can help us reconnect to who we are now. And what you're going to do, once you've journaled it all out, you've gotten your list, you've figured out the things that you liked, you didn't like, all those types of things, we're literally going to do them. So if your favorite thing in the world was to go swimming every summer at the public pool, go, go swimming. Even if you feel a little weird going in a public pool now as an adult, who cares? Go to the pool, go to the free swim, make your way to a beach, go swimming there, find a lake, find a pond. You can swim in ponds, most of them. Like, you know, just do the activity again. And this is where the societal conditioning comes in. Why do you feel weird going to a public pool? Because it's embarrassing, right? For most of us, it feels embarrassing. But why is it embarrassing? Is it because you're now in a bathing suit in front of all these peers from your community? Who cares? It's society that's told you being in a bikini is uncomfortable unless you literally look like a model. So you can see all of these things, how the societal conditioning comes in and stops us from doing what it is we like. Also, I am a certified lifeguard. I was so embarrassed in high school telling people I was going to swimming lessons because you don't get certified as a lifeguard until you're, I think, 16 or 17. It's just the way the swimming grades go. So I'm in grade nine of high school, freshman, and I'm literally going to swimming lessons. Like how embarrassing is that, that I I had to tell people, oh yeah, I'm going to go to my swimming lesson now. There's certain things where it just, society deems it as embarrassing or as a not cool thing to do when actually... If you're drowning, I can save your life right now. That's pretty fucking cool. So dive back into those activities and start doing them one by one and see once you get past the embarrassment, the shame, the guilt, whatever it is you feel about the activities, which by the way, journal on and figure out why you feel those ways, you'll start seeing what it is you actually do still enjoy and what it is you don't. And anything you're not enjoying, take away. But make sure the reason that you're not enjoying it isn't because of fear of judgment or of shame or of anything around that and that you genuinely just don't like the activity. So again, if your favorite thing in the world was to draw, like just to listen to music and draw, do it again. Try it. See what it feels like. Don't feel embarrassed about the fact that maybe you're not a great drawer and your pictures are going to come out looking like shit. Who cares? It's the art It's just expressing yourself, finding a creative outlet. It doesn't need to be quote unquote good. It doesn't need to look professional, which by the way, if you guys pay attention to modern art, what the heck is that? Like anything can be art. It doesn't have to look like a picture perfect thing. So 
take those activities, go through them. The ones you like, keep and incorporate into your daily life, whether it's once a week, every couple weeks, just do it. Do it more often. The ones you don't like, bin, don't have to do them ever again. And the more often you incorporate these into your life, the better you're going to feel and the more aligned to yourself you're going to feel because you're doing something that actually makes you feel good at your core, not something that society tells you should make you feel good or that you're supposed to be doing, but something that you're genuinely excited about doing and that really lights you up from inside. So that is number one, okay? The second thing you're going to do is write down every single goal that you're trying to achieve and then you're going to question why. And I literally mean question it deeply. So like I mentioned before, if your goal is to reach a C-level in a corporate company or work your way up the corporate ladder, literally ask yourself, why? Is this something that I actually want or is this something that society has told me I have to have? So first one, why do I want this? Because I want to be successful. Why do I think that's successful? You know, and kind of work your way backwards. And maybe you find out that your version of success isn't actually being at the top of the corporate ladder because a lot of people, when they get there, they've lost their time freedom. How often do you hear that story of people being at the top of a company but spending absolutely zero time with their family because they're so busy working all the time or they're traveling all the time? Is that really something you want? Or is it something that you're doing and working towards because you're conditioned to believe that's the only way to seem successful? Or another way to look at it, Is it something you want because you want to appear to outside people that you're successful? Are you doing it to look cool, to look successful, to, you know, prove a point to certain people who told you you couldn't do something? There's so many different avenues you can go down with this. I'll give you another example. This is going to be very superficial. And the reason I'm doing it is because I know so many people who have this goal. It's actually sad. I want a flat stomach. Why do you want a flat stomach? Because others will judge me if it's not flat. Why will people judge you? Because my body doesn't look like a model or a celebrity. But why? Why? Why does that matter? Because it's different to what I see online and to what I see in magazines. And so you're working backwards. And really, when you get to the root of that, you can see the underlying theme of your goal is not actually to have a flat stomach. Everything that you're expressing and that you're showcasing in your answers to the why is more about acceptance and wanting to fit in than actually having a flat stomach. Because all of your answers have to do with society and what you think you should look like based on what they've told you. And you just don't want to look like anything else because you want to fit in with society's standards and society's molds. So you can reframe that. So once we once we get to the bottom of our whys for each goal, if it's something that still aligns with you, then we're going to reframe it. So with the flat stomach, instead of having the goal be, I want a flat stomach, you can reframe it to a goal of being fully accepting of who you are and creating self-love for yourself, feeling comfortable in your body. And that way, it doesn't matter if you have a flat stomach or not. If you're comfortable in your body and you're happy with who you are as a person, it doesn't matter. You don't have to look like what society tells you is beautiful because you are beautiful as as you are. You know, we don't need to change. So you're going to take every single goal, Do the why backwards, okay? Why, why, why? Keep going deep, deep, deep. And if you're feeling like you're struggling with getting deep into the why, try having a conversation about it with someone because sometimes people can ask you questions that will uncover something that was a blind spot in your brain because it's in your subconscious for a reason. Your brain's trying to make you forget that it's there, which is why working with a coach can be super helpful because we get to the stuff that's hidden in your subconscious. We poke you 
and we ask questions that you wouldn't normally ask yourself and we uncover so many deep things. And once you get to the bottom of the why of the goal, if it is a goal that genuinely sits well and aligns with you and resonates with you, then you're going to reframe it into something that's not having to do with the societal conditioning or what you think it should be, the way I did with the flat stomach, becoming self-love. And if it's something that you you realize, actually, this isn't something that I want at all, then you're just going to bin it. It's no longer a goal. You don't have to work towards it. We're done. And the third super actionable step for how to realign with yourself is to spend time alone. There is literally no better way to get to know yourself than spending time in solitude And when I say solitude, guys, I'm not saying sit in your room alone listening to a podcast like you are now or listening to music or scrolling Instagram. I literally mean GTFO with all of the electronics. Even if you have to lay on your bed and stare at the ceiling for an hour, great. Get into some solitude. I wouldn't recommend that because that can be a little like you're going to get antsy, you know, but Go for a walk, spend some time in nature, don't bring headphones, have your phone on, do not disturb. I never recommend going without a phone because if something were to happen and there's an emergency, you obviously want to be able to contact people or get help. Um, But put it on do not disturb or turn it off, put it away, you're not touching it. Take off your shoes, ground in nature, sit in a park, watch the birds, literally just chill in solitude. Honestly, solo traveling is an amazing thing for this too, even if it's just a day trip. Like if you're in London, take a day trip to Brighton and just chill on your own. Explore the little town, go to the water. It doesn't have to be something big, but spending time alone, especially without distraction, will allow so many thoughts to come up in your head that are constantly suppressed because you are distracting yourself. And sometimes they won't be nice thoughts. It can be judgment thoughts. It can be thoughts of guilt. It can be thoughts of embarrassment or rejection. Sometimes you'll have random things come to mind that you haven't thought of in years that you completely forgot about. There'll be a lot. So I'm just warning you, it's not always comfortable, but sit in that discomfort. Embrace that discomfort and take your journal with you. Anything that comes up, note it down so you can journal on it afterwards. If you're going to a restaurant alone, which I've done many times, so many times, especially when you're solo traveling and you're embarrassed about it, ask yourself why. Why is it embarrassing to sit at a restaurant by yourself? Because if you were traveling to the other side of the world, say you're in Rome by yourself, you have to eat. You're going to go to a restaurant. And at that point, you're not going to care that you're alone because you're traveling. Obviously, you're going to go eat alone. So why is it 10 times worse or 10 times more embarrassing if you're doing that on your own in your own town? Maybe you'll run into people you know. Who cares? Just say, hey, yeah, I'm taking myself out for dinner. I really want to try this new restaurant. It doesn't have to be an embarrassing moment. So Take note of all of the feelings that come up, good and bad. What do you like about spending time alone? What do you not like about spending time alone? And then everything that comes up that's, I don't want to say bad. I don't like the word bad. But anything that comes up that's a little bit uncomfortable, causes you discomfort, take that and journal on it and figure out why. Get to the root of why. And the more time you spend alone, the more you're going to get in touch with yourself because these thoughts will be coming up. And not just discomfort thoughts, but you're going to realize some activities that you do like doing, some activities that you don't like doing. You're going to get to know your mind a lot better and it really just deeply connects you to yourself. And it's, like I said, it's a very hard process. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be comfortable, but it is the 
I honestly think the single most amazing thing you can do for your self-development, your self-growth, and really getting in touch with yourself. So this is going to be a super quick episode. Those are my three super tangible tips to get in touch with yourself, to figure out who you are, reconnecting back to you. And again, there's there's so many other things you can do, but those are my top three tips and these things I actually have done and have put into practice and I know 1 million percent that they work and I'm so excited for you guys to try them. If you have any questions, please shoot me a DM on either Instagram at the Just Like You Show or again on Instagram at Christine. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please rate it, please share it with friends. We're trying to spread the word and help as many people as we can on their journey. I don't know why I always say why because it's literally me, but that's okay. We just sounds, I feel like it just flows. So I'm going to keep going with it. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. The light in me acknowledges the light in each and every one of you. I hope you have the most wonderful day coming from someone just like you.